Hello phenomenal woman, welcome to the Balance Boss podcast or welcome back if you've listened before. Thank you so much for tuning in, whatever you're doing. You might be on a walk, you might be eating dinner, you might be doing some work, whatever it is. Thank you for choosing me to keep you company. I'm actually recording this from France. I'm in France for a month and we're a couple of weeks in and it's just so lovely. I'm in Chamonix, I'm in the Alps and it's just such a different way of life here. It's so slow, it's so relaxed. People are just walking around in hiking gear all the time. Actually, it's really funny because I love just being like relaxed and chilling out as much as the next person. Like I'm sitting here now, I'm wearing sweatshorts, I'm in a hoodie, I'm wearing no makeup, I've got my hair in a bun, my hair's greasy. <laughs> so I love being in this state, but most days, I do get ready, I do put makeup on, I do try and look nice and especially when I go out for dinner, I like to get dressed up, I like to wear something a little bit more dressy, I like to wear heels and I kind of got the impression and the vibe the first few days I was here that people here don't get dressed up, like it's not the place where people get dressed up so I thought we're going out for dinner, I'm gonna go small casual for me, so I put a dress on but then I put like flat biker boots on, red lipstick, the red lips were probably the most dressy thing about me and I thought okay this should be chilled enough to go for dinner here but still dressy enough so like I feel comfortable. So we get out and I shit you not, you would think I walked into the restaurant in a ball gown, like the looks I got for the way I was dressed was just ridiculous. So I've learnt my lesson, next time I go for dinner, I'm not going to get super dressed up, I'm not going to put red lipstick on, I'm probably not going to wear a dress. That is just the vibe here, it's so relaxed, it's so laid back, no one's bothered and I just love it, I really love it. So before I get into it today, I want to give you the heads up about a new course that I've just launched this week called Build Your Dream Life or BYDL as I've been referring to it as. It's my brand new signature program that I'm coaching live from October. I've never coached a course live before, so it's really, really exciting. You're going to be live with me in my energy, you get to ask me questions, you get it in real time, so it's more accountability. And I'm so excited to just run it live and be in the energy of all the women in it. It's a personal expansion course, coaching you through the mindset and the strategy to build a life that you love. So this isn't a how-to course, this isn't a how to start your own business, how to quit your job, how to pivot from your nine to five into a new, it's not like a how to do this or a how to do that. This is the mindset and strategy behind taking those big leaps and making those big decisions. Because regardless of the leap you're taking, regardless of the decision you're making, regardless of the fear that you're facing, there's going to be limits and beliefs and there's going to be things that are holding you back regardless of whatever situation it is whether it's personal whether it's business whether it's career you're going to have those limit and beliefs you're going to have those blocks and the mindset work in this and the strategy in this is laying the foundations for when you hit those situations where you're about to take those leaps into a new way of life or into a new career or into a new business. So throughout six modules over six weeks, we'll cover purpose and goals, habits and routine, setting boundaries and stopping people pleasing, how to achieve a work-life balance and manage your time, manage your schedule better to save you time, to save you energy, 
working through limiting beliefs, mindset blocks and getting out of your own way. So self-sabotaging, that's going to be a really big subject. Facing fears, building confidence and taking action. So we're laying the foundations for you to do whatever it is that falls under the category I mentioned before, to leave your job and get a new job, to leave your nine to five to start a business, to start a side hustle while you're doing what you're doing. Whatever position that you're in where you're about to take a big step and you keep holding yourself back, this is the mindset and this is the strategy that's going to really help you level up, step into the future version of yourself and start making decisions and acting and behaving like that person so you can start creating and building the life that you desire. There's a huge 50% off at the moment, which actually makes the course less than £5.50 a day. That's like less than two coffees a day, which is ridiculous. It's officially The 50% off is officially until Friday, the 24th of September, but a special offer for the podcasters. If you post this podcast episode to your Instagram stories and tag me in it, I will send you the discount code. So even after Friday, the 24th, if you take a photo, screenshot, tag me in the post, I'll send you the discount code that'll give you 50% off. And if you're in my Balanced Boss Mastermind, so my eight-week high-touch, high-level, very small group, intimate mastermind, you get this course for free. So that is insane value. And all the details can be found in the show notes. So have a little look at there. The links are all there. And then obviously you can drop me a message on Instagram with any of your questions. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. So last night I hosted a mini mind call with four incredible women where we did some hot seat coaching and they all had some really good questions and they also had some struggles that I think will resonate with a lot of my listeners. So I wanted to dedicate an episode to answering some of the questions that came up in last night's call. So I'm going to answer three of the questions today and I'm actually going to talk about some of the other topics that we spoke about last night on a couple of future episodes because they were really good and I do feel like they'll be so helpful. So um, we're going to go through three of them today. So the first question was, how do I create a consistent routine when my work schedule is all over the place? So this was a woman who, she's absolutely insane. She's currently training to be a counsellor. She's doing a master's. She's doing voluntary counselling hours and she's also working part-time, which is incredible. So that means for her that she doesn't have a lot of consistency when it comes to her hours of availability. So for example, it's not like she's just doing a nine to five. It's not like consistently every day she has a certain amount of time in the morning, a certain amount of time in the evening. It's kind of all over the place. And what she means by consistent routine is that she's worked with me before. So she knows a bit about journaling. She knows about like morning routine and the importance of that. She knows that there's some things that really help her in the morning and in the evening, but she's struggling to have any sort of consistency when she doesn't have a consistent routine. So if you're in this situation, you might be a shift worker, you might be someone who's studying and working at the same time. This is my advice for you. So the first thing to do is decide what inner work and what outer work is the most important to you. And this is going to be slightly different for everyone. So for example, for her, the journaling was really important. So the mindset work, the movement was really important. So doing some form of exercise, going for a walk, walking a dog, they were really important things to her. For some other people, 
it might be exercise, it might be going to the gym, it might be doing some yoga, it might be meditation, it might be doing mindset work, it might be doing some breath work, it might literally just be sitting with a coffee doing nothing, just having some me time. Discover for you what that inner work and outer work looks like that really helps you set your mind for the day that really puts you in positive mental space at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day and what you can do from there is you can start to build yourself a morning and evening routine and I do have a separate podcast on my tips and my advice for creating a morning and evening routine and what I think are the beneficial things to include so if you're interested in that just skip back and you'll be able to see the title but first of all decide what work is important to you that you can do on the inside and on the outside then the second thing to do is identify where there are consistencies in your days and in your week so for her even though she started work different days or she started uni on different days and then she finished on different days there was a consistent pattern from week to week that she would do these things so for example on Mondays and Wednesdays she might start uni at midday on Tuesdays and Thursdays she might start work at 8am and then on those days she'll finish work at different times but consistent times from week to week so find in your diary or in your schedule where there is some consistencies now if you're a shift worker at the moment this is going to be hard for you because I know that there's usually no consistency when it comes to week to week but usually if you're a shift worker you get your rota maybe like four six eight weeks in advance so even though there's not going to be a lot of consistency you still know what to expect so when you either have a sense of some sort of consistency as in start and finish times on your day or you've got your rota ahead of time then set minimum standards for yourself So by doing this, you're going to be creating a number of routines. And this is what I do actually, because there's some days in the week where I'm getting up at half or five o'clock in the morning. There's other days when I have a bit more flexibility and I start a little bit later. So I have client days and I have business development days and creativity days. I schedule them that way for a specific reason, which will be in a different podcast episode. But that means that I can't really have a consistent morning and evening routine because it would mean that on the mornings that I already have to be up between half four and five in the morning, I would have to get up another half an hour earlier, which just doesn't suit me because I don't want to be getting up at four o'clock in the morning to do a morning routine. I might not be getting enough sleep if I do that. I might be getting more tired later on because I'm more of a morning person. So my energy is going to drop earlier on in the day later on if I get up earlier. So there's a few reasons why I don't want to do that. So for me, I have a slightly different morning routine on the days where I'm up super, super early compared to the days where I'm up on a bit more of a reasonable time. And this is what I suggested for her on the call last night. And this is what I would suggest for you. So an example of that could be on the days where I start work at 8am, I'm going to get up at 6.30. I'm going to do half an hour of exercise or I'm going to walk the dog for half an hour, 45 minutes. Then I'm going to do some journaling for X amount of time. And then I'm going to get ready, go to work. That might be your morning routine. On the days where you don't start work until midday, for example, but you're finishing later, you might decide to have a slightly later start and maybe do a slightly longer morning routine. This goes for even routine too. So what I would suggest is on the mornings that you're starting work or you're having to be out earlier and you're not in the headspace or don't have the time to do maybe your mindset work, 
move that until the evening because there is a time and a place for certain mindset work and some morning mindset work is more valuable doing it at that time than in the evening but there is still a few different types of morning mindset work that you can do that doesn't take a lot of time for example you can do a quick gratitude in five minutes you can do intentions in five minutes it doesn't have to take half an hour or an hour so don't be afraid to mix and match your routines don't be afraid to have more than one routine it's better to have two or three different morning and evening routines that suit different schedules than to have no routine at all because at least if you have a certain morning routine to suit a certain day or certain schedule you're still anchored in by the mindset work by the physical work by whatever it is that makes you feel good before the day starts and when the day ends so that was my answer for that one I hope it was helpful for you and if you've got any other tips or if you can resonate with that question then drop me a message on Instagram and let me know and also let me know if that was helpful for you. Question two was actually sent in by a woman who couldn't actually make it to the call last night so I told her that I would answer the question on the podcast because I feel like it's a question that other people might resonate with so she's not actually heard the answer to this question and we we actually haven't had the chance to have a back and forth about this because she wasn't on the call. I'm actually really looking forward to her response to this when she listens to it. So the second question was, how much knowledge do you need to get started as a life slash mindset coach if you have a passion and experience, but not the qualification on paper? So first of all, something I would say is, it's impossible to put a value on the amount of knowledge you need to do a certain job, unless it's quantifiable by a certain number of like say points or qualifications so for example if you're going to be a doctor you need a certain amount of cpd points to do your practice and do certain things that you have to be able to keep up and do these um do these exams and keep up these points to keep practicing etc so in some industries the level of knowledge you need is quantifiable by points or by exams or by qualifications etc To be a life or a mindset coach, certainly in the UK, I don't know about anywhere else, but certainly in the the UK, you don't need a specific qualification or a qualification at all to be a life coach or a mindset coach. For me personally, I'm a mindset and success coach. My knowledge and experience comes from a few different places. First of all, it comes from obviously coaching clients. My experience of coaching clients as a health and fitness coach and also my experience of coaching clients as a mindset and success coach. Now within those two roles, I've been told so many times, you're a life coach, you're a life coach, you're a life coach. (laughs) Like I had my clients when I was personal training telling me, you're not a personal trainer, you're a life coach. Sometimes people just have certain qualities and certain ways of supporting people, helping people, coaching people that are more aligned with a certain job, more aligned with a certain role. So that comes from your own personal experience in terms of how you've coached yourself, but also how you've coached clients in the past. You've already said you've got experience. So one of the places I got my knowledge and experience is from actually physically doing the coaching itself, having the experience talking to people, having the experience communicating with people in different ways, getting to know how to communicate with different people, depending on maybe their personality, depending on how they respond, depending on how they learn. And you kind of just pick that up as you go. And people just have a natural knack 
of being a good listener and being a good interpreter of people's words and people's situations. And that's also quite a special skill to have, is to not only be able to listen, but to interpret what someone's saying. And this is what I'm going to do with this question, because the answer probably isn't what you're going to expect, but I'll come back to that. So going back to where I got my knowledge and experience, coaching clients, coaching myself, investing in coaches, investing in mini courses, investing in masterclasses. So by investing in coaches, I'm not only learning from those coaches in terms of absorbing their knowledge and their experience, because when you hire a coach, you usually hire a coach who's just a few steps ahead of you. It can be really tempting to hire a coach who's way beyond where you are now. So for example, earning tons and tons and tons of money more than you are now, with years and years and years and years more experience than you, with thousands and thousands and thousands of more followers than you, that can be tempting because when we see people in those situations, we automatically assume that they're better at their job because they make more money or they have more followers or they've been doing it longer. That's not always the case. Sometimes with coaches, they're just really good salespeople. This is for another podcast episode altogether, but my experience of hiring coaches the advice that I've had from people that I trust is to hire a coach who's just a few steps ahead of you, who's been in your position recently, who's taken the risks that you've taken, who's done the things that you've done, who can empathise with your position. Sometimes you can hire a coach that's so far ahead that they can no longer empathise with where you are now and they can no longer almost calibrate to where you are now and communicate with you and coach you in a way that is understandable to you because they're so far ahead. So for me, hiring coaching and investing in coaches who are a few steps ahead is how I've also gained knowledge and experience. Daily education. This is probably being, actually aside from actually coaching, the daily education is where I get the majority of my knowledge. Every single day, I will listen to something educational, whether that's a podcast, an audio book, or whether I read some of a book. It might be interviews. There's tons and tons and tons of YouTube channels with so much knowledge and a wealth of information from trusted people. These aren't just random people. These are trusted people who work in the field. And I gain so much knowledge and so much information from doing that daily education. That for me, doing either half an hour, an hour, two hours, sometimes even three hours of absorbing information from those different fields that align with my job, they for me qualify me more than actually doing a specific course in what I'm doing. Because I trust in my knowledge and my experience that I already have what they're going to teach me in a quote-unquote mindset course, in a quote-unquote life course, life coaching course. And what I want to put back to you is what I feel like the real thing holding you back is being in this position. And this is where the interpretation comes in of what a client tells you. You're asking me how much knowledge and experience you need to get started as a life or mindset coach. You're telling me that you have the passion and experience but not the qualification on paper. What I want to know is what's really holding you back. 
because I know it's not your qualifications. If I was coaching you, I would be questioning and asking you to evaluate or evaluating together your self-worth, your self-confidence, your self-efficacy. Your self-efficacy is the belief in yourself to be able to do something. You said you've got passion and experience. So for me, your need for something on paper is to validate what you already know. For me, you're holding back and using the lack of qualification as, whether it's consciously or not, as an excuse not to just go for it because you're scared. You're scared to dive in. You're scared to dive in in case you're judged. You're scared to dive in in case you fail. You're scared to dive in in case you make mistakes. You're scared to dive in in case you don't get clients, in case people don't trust you, in case you take a client on who you realise you're not experienced enough to help. These, I would guess, are your limiting beliefs, are your mindset blocks, are the things that are actually stopping you from moving forward, not the lack of qualification. So I will put it back to you and I wish, I know you listen to this now, I know there's other people listening to this, but me just directing this at the person that was supposed to be on the call last night who couldn't make it. If we could have this back and forth, these are the questions I would be asking you. This is what I would be asking you to assess and identify. And for anyone listening to this who's in a similar position, not necessarily wanting to be a life or mindset coach, but you're in a position where you want to take the leap into a new career, into a new industry, into into a new side hustle, into a new job, a new business, and you're holding yourself back because you feel like you're still missing something, you're probably not missing anything tangible. You're probably not missing a thing, a qualification. You're probably missing the inner work. You're probably missing the confidence. You're probably missing the self-worth. You probably need validation externally from, for example, a qualification almost as permission for you to then say, okay, I can do this. I've got the qualification, now I'm ready. But all that qualification is, if you've already got passion, if you've already got experience, if you have already if you already know how to coach, and I know this person does know how to coach because I know she's a coach already, just in a different industry, that piece of paper is validation. That's all that piece of paper is. So if we were working together, we would be doing a lot of work on your confidence, a lot of work on your self-worth, and a lot of work on validation. A lot of work on removing your need to be validated by other people, removing your need to be validated by things, by qualifications. You are enough as you are now. You know enough as you are now. The only thing holding you back is fear and lack of trust in yourself. So I would take that and I would start to delve into that a bit more, do some journaling, do some inner work around those things because you're ready with the tools you have and the experience you have, you're ready. You just need to show yourself that you're ready. You just need to show yourself that you're valuable now and you're worth it now and you're ready now because I know that you are, but you need to prove that to yourself. And that is how I would answer that question. And the third and final question was, how do you have the confidence to just do it? And here we're talking about the confidence to just go for it. Just take the leap, post the post, do the live, leave the job, start the business, whatever it might be. How do you have the confidence to just do it for the first time? The truth is, 
you don't. And I know that's not what you wanted to hear, but you don't just have the confidence. You have to build the confidence and confidence comes from taking action. This is something that I talk about quite a bit on my Instagram, is that there's a cycle to building confidence and it all starts with action. You take the action, you take the action terrified, you take the action not knowing what the outcome's going to be, you take the action even though you're scared, even though it's out your comfort zone, you just take the action. Taking the action builds competency, so by doing the action, you're going to get better at it. That builds the self-belief. So when you start getting better at it, you start believing in yourself more that I can do this. And then that builds the confidence. And that's the cycle. But you can't get better at something. You can't get more confident at something unless you do it. It's like, think back to your driving test, driving lessons. As you got in the car week by week, you got more and more confident. And now when you get in your car, you don't even think about driving because it's so second nature because you've done it so many times. That's because you've built confidence by driving. And this goes for anything. If you think back to doing something for the first time, to starting your job for the first time, not knowing what the hell you're doing, to then being able to do it with your eyes closed to the point where it gets boring and then you want to do something else. This goes for anything that you do. So if you're starting a business and you know you need to post on Instagram and you're terrified, just know that there will come a point, probably sooner than you realise, where you'll do it and it'll be so easy and you won't be bothered. Who's looking at it? Who's reading it? Who's judging you? If you make a spelling mistake, if there's a mistake on your graphic, if it doesn't look perfect, you will stop caring, I promise, because you'll become more confident in yourself. Whatever it is, whatever you're scared to take the leap into, you will only build confidence by doing it. So naturally, the first few times you do it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. You're not going to feel confident. But by doing it over and over and over again, that's how you build confidence in it. And that's a huge part of BYDL, Build Your Dream Life. And that's why I wanted to include it. Because a lot of things that we want from life were held back from getting because we're scared. Because we don't want to take the leap. Because we don't want to take the chance. Because we don't want to jump. Because it's scary. And that's why a lot of people don't get what they want from life. And don't build a life that they love. Because they're scared. And that's why it's such a big topic in Build Your Dream Life. And that is what we work on together in that course. So that is it. That was the three questions that I wanted to go through. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please let me know what you thought of this episode. Rate it if you can. It depends where you're listening from. But if you can rate it five stars, please rate it five stars. It really helps me get it out to more women. And as always, if you loved it, if you resonated, take a screenshot, pop it on Instagram, tag me in it and let me know your biggest takeaways from everything that I spoke about today. Thanks so much for listening. Have an amazing day or evening, whatever you're doing, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.